I feel like going to work wasn't the same as it was, you know, when I first started the job. When I first started, I was extremely happy. I was very excited. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I get to do science. I get to save lives. I get to help out. And about maybe a little over a year in, I started feeling kind of unmotivated. And, you know, I just wonder if that burnout that I'm feeling, you know, I feel like I'm doing a whole lot and then I'm getting tired, getting not like lazy, but like just exhausted. Exactly. Hello, everyone. We are back to another episode of Bloom in Crisis. Joining with me today is another listener who has a question for us. Jim, are you there? I'm here, Zip. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing today? I'm really good. Just woke up. It's a great, <laughs> beautiful Sunday. Nice. Well, it's 2 p.m. my time, so I woke up a couple hours ago. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so thank you so much for reaching out. I want to share with our audience your initial question that you reached out to us on Instagram and then we can go from there. Sounds good? Yeah, let's get started. Great. So I'm just going to quote exactly what you wrote. So you asked, yo, <laughs> can you make an episode discussing how to get over burnout? I've been personally feeling burnout from work and would like to know your perspectives or ways of dealing with it. So Jim, I'm here. Can you please elaborate a little bit more on that? This is a great question. Yeah. So. I just got a new job about a year ago, and it's an amazing job. I love it so much. I dedicate a lot of my time and effort into it, and I take a lot of pride in what I do for a living. Like Because I put in so much effort, I feel like a couple months ago, I felt like I have lost that motivation in a way. You know, I'm still doing a good job, but I feel like going to work wasn't the same as it was, you know, when I first started the job. When I first started, I was extremely happy. I was very excited. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I get to do science. I get to save lives. I get to help out. And about maybe a little over a year in, I started feeling kind of unmotivated. And, you know, I just wonder if that burnout that I'm feeling, you know, I feel like I'm doing a whole lot and then I'm getting tired, getting not like lazy, but like, Exhausted? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And do you mind sharing what you do as your job? Mm -hmm. So I test wastewater for COVID-19 for the state of Colorado and Colorado State University. And by, get, by testing wastewater, we can tell if there is an oncoming pandemic about to come out or an outbreak. Mm -hmm. Wastewater usually tells you about two weeks. So people start shedding viruses two weeks before they even start showing symptoms, about two weeks. So we can actually tell if someone has COVID or if an area has COVID before they actually start showing symptoms. And that's a very powerful tool for um, public health officials and higher ups to make decisions about whether or not we should enforce, start enforcing masks, start quarantining areas and further action like that. So I provide the data for public health officials of testing wastewater because everybody proves, everybody's submitting a sample. 
Got it. So honestly, I think that from my perspective, I'm very thankful for people like you doing all this work because it's not just us, right, in the U.S. But this is a global pandemic, and everyone's going through this. So. I'm very thankful, and I'm sure that many people are also very thankful for the work that you guys do in healthcare, and not just people from the front line, but also people who gather the data and put on the background like you. Because maybe it's helpful to hear from someone else who's not from the industry to tell you that as well. But yeah, I just want to acknowledge that from my perspective, I think that what you do is very meaningful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Feels good to hear. Yeah, I can also understand how stressful it is, as we just talked about the pandemic and the stress that it adds on every one of us, especially you guys in healthcare. I'm sure that you run into a scenario when you feel like you have to exhaust yourself and run out of resources. We all know that. So I think that going back to your questions and. Also, putting things in perspective, I always come back to what is the principle that we set for ourselves. And for me, I know that the number one principle is always to look inward before we look outward. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean? First of all, reflect on the job that you do. Right? Mm-hmm. Simply just by hearing yourself talking about what you do, and From what you say, I also feel like you actually feel proud of what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I think that it should always be the first thing that we do whenever we feel burnt out from work to mm-hmm. come back to the reason why we wanted to do it. So I don't know if you listened to one of the most recent episodes that we published about intentionality. It goes back to the intention of why we do things, and just reflect on. The impact that it has not only on your life, but also what it means to the people that you love or you care about. So, from what I hear, you do enjoy the meaning perspective of the job. But again, why does it change, right? Mm-hmm. I think that this probably has to deal with not only outward but also inward, and. What I mean by looking inward is besides reflecting on your job, mm-hmm. uh, we also need to reflect on our actual process of doing our job, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, I want you to start thinking about: Am I working smart or just working hard? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I can do that maybe I can do more efficiently? So, mm-hmm. for example, like setting boundaries, or creating new process, or creating your own workflow of doing things, mm-hmm. coming up with some new ideas outside the box mm-hmm. to change the way that you have always been doing things. Because I know that during the time when we have a lot of work volume adding to our job, especially you know the past eighteen months, we know that. There are times when we just really don't have the time to pause and reflect and change the way that we have always been doing things because we just need to keep up with the pace. Mm-hmm. So I think that having this pause is very important, right? Because 
are we just working hard or are we actually working smart? Mm-hmm. And is there anything that you can cut out from your to-do list? Mm-hmm. You know, both from your job and also from your personal life. Yeah, I think um, I think you mentioned some really good great points there. Just trying to have boundaries. I am someone who doesn't really have a good work-life balance. So, <laughs> unfortunately, like, I'm super like invested in my job and my work and what I do because it's such important work. And it, I found myself kind of working from day till night, even when I'm outside the lab. Even when I'm at home, I'm like, oh man, I'm worrying about like, you know, hopefully everything I did today was correct. You know, like maybe I should need to like order this, I need to order that. So it's just, mm-hmm. I'm just constantly thinking about work all the time because, you know, like what I do can impact a lot of people in the entire state possibly. And, you know, I'm constantly worrying and I think I, don't have the ability personally to kind of just shut that out, you know, shut out the, uh, the thought of like, I'm not at work or something I totally forgot. And I think that may be causing my work burnout possibly. I believe I am doing everything as efficient as possible. It's just the thoughts, you know, that are plaguing me. So you have suggestions or ideas. Yeah, I think that it can also be because of how we were raised, you know, mm-hmm. our culture. And honestly, I don't think that being a workaholic is a bad thing. <laughs> I'm also, you know, one of those people. <laughs> But I think that work-life balance is also a tricky term. I don't like the word balance because it creates this 50-50 mindset, right? Yes, I It makes you feel like 50% of your life should be on work and then the other half of your life should be spent on doing fun activities or social life. I feel like it's just not realistic. I agree. I think that the better word is to create the ecosystem, the harmony in your life that you want to achieve, right? Yeah. So for some people... They enjoy their life better if they work more and contribute more. Mm-hmm. I know that when I reflect on why am I working so much, you know, it always comes down to because I love seeing people successful. I love helping people. I love supporting people so that they can achieve their goal. And mm-hmm. then I realize that, wow, this is how I enjoy my life. You know what I mean? So everyone define work-life balance very differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also important to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. What's important to us at the end of the day? Right. Is it just working long hours? Or is it actually the impact that you're creating? Mm-hmm. You know, that you say that you have an impact on the entire state. Mm-hmm. That's no small feat. So just by hearing what you say, I think that you can also listen to your own words that what you're sharing is actually what have been driving you mm-hmm. and how meaningful that is to you you know i think that that's the question that you can continue reflecting on mm-hmm. because our priorities can change through time right but at the end of the day we need to remember what is important to us why we do what we do mm-hmm. 
I agree. And I do want to chime in really quickly. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing is extremely important. You know, it's why, it's why I wake up every day. It's why I go to work at 5 a.m. or midnight or whenever I need to go in. <laughs> so I totally agree with you 100%. And my work-life ecosystem, you know, so balance the skills ecosystem has kind of, it used to, it started off, you know, the ecosystem being the lab, the microbiology building that I work in. But then as time went on, I realized that ecosystem has kind of expanded itself to my home life, my, even to the, even to the restaurants I go to and the clubs I go to at night when I'm with my friends. And I think the fact that I'm starting to take my work with me everywhere, you know, because I, the only thing I can think about is, oh no, I got to think about work. I have to like, what if I need to do that? What if I need to do this? So I think the fact that I am starting to take my work everywhere I go and it's, and I'm doing it everywhere has kind of created like an environment where I can't, where it's very hard for me to like just focus on one thing and not having to worry about work because currently it's, I'm, I could be making cookies, baking some really, really good cookies. You know, I'm having fun and I'm enjoying it, but then, oh no, what about work? And then the stress and the anxiety starts to, uh, it starts to creep in and that's, and then it becomes all I can think about. And I'm like, okay, I got to stop doing this. I need to go check on work real quick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of leading me to my work burnout because I'm constantly doing work. I'm just like, I can't get a break from this. You're constantly on. Exactly. I'm constantly mm-hmm. going. Exactly. So may I ask what you think is the source of your anxiety? Is it because of the impact you know that you're creating or is it because of your manager or your company's pressure or is it just your standard that you cannot accept yourself not working that much yeah that's a that's a really tricky question um i think it's a little bit of everything so i'm pretty much the manager of the whole lab right now it's me and my one other coworker and The biggest anxiety-inducing factor for me is pretty much the fact that if I screw up, I can give wrong information to thousands of people. And if I mess up, like if my hands were kind of shaky one day and I actually mess up something or I forget the order of something, because we receive samples from everywhere, if the samples were to be in like a messed up order, that can cause, who knows what it can cause. It can cause some sort of panic. It can lead to wrong decisions being made so it's a I think it's the fact that I have the ability to like either provide some really really good information or provide some really really bad information and lead to like a panic state for some health officials and if they make the wrong decisions it can you know impact a lot of people waste a lot of money waste a lot of resources and time so I think I'm That's the biggest anxiety um, that I've got going on in my head whenever I do this job. Got it. And it sounds like you haven't rested enough. Probably don't even have enough time to rest. <laughs> How how'd you know? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's important, right? 
I think that when we work a lot, we also need to rest enough to help us kind of like recharge ourselves. It's the same thing with your phone. When it's running out of battery, you need to recharge it. So I am someone who believe in working hard, but also resting hard, <laughs> because <laughs> it's not about how long you rest. It's actually about how deep you rest. Mm-hmm. Did you actually block everything else and just take care of yourself? You know, it goes back to self care and self love. Mm-hmm. Or are you still distracted when rest and work still creep in your life? Because <laughs> yeah. that's not going to help. That's not how you rest because mm-hmm. it doesn't allow you to actually be able to recharge yourself fully. And mm-hmm. you will always be in this state. It's the same thing with your phone. You know, you will always be in this state when you are low in your own battery. If it's not full, then you will still feel like you're burned out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So definitely make time to rest, no matter how busy you are. And I think that's the first step that we need to do, right? As I say, to look inward. But at the same time, we also need to look outward. That's actually the second step, and why am I saying that we also need to look outward? Because we can only control what we can control, mm-hmm. so we need to control what we can control in our life first. But at the same time, there are things that we also need to change from, you know, dealing with external factors. Mm-hmm. So, have you communicated? Your situation, how you feel with people at your company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I mainly talk with my coworkers. He's like a really, really awesome guy who's always pushing me out of my comfort zone because I'm someone who normally doesn't talk about my feelings, but he's very much like, "Hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing?" I have been talking to my coworkers. He understands my situation. He's been going through something similar as well, but you know, like, we've been talking about it, but. I haven't told my boss yet, and maybe that's something I should consider. I think so. Yeah, I'm always like, you know, like I want to be viewed as like a really, really good worker. I don't want to be like, you know, like it's kind of like I want to be perfect. Yeah, it's the pressure that you put on yourself. It's your own high standard that you set for yourself, and I totally get that because I'm someone who put a lot of pressure on myself. To make sure that I have to hit that standard, no matter what other people think. <laughs> so I totally get what you're saying. I think that's why you still need to communicate with your manager, but with a twist. And that twist is to come up with a plan, with suggestions, you know, and maybe spend some time thinking through, you know. As I said, from the first step, looking inward to reflect on what you have been doing, how you have been doing your job, mm-hmm. what can be done more effectively, what drives little impact but takes a lot more time than others, and all of this reflection, I think, is going to be very helpful for you to also think about ways and ideas outside the box to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And people love a plan, right? Mm-hmm. To show your strategic thinking mm-hmm. in your job, and I think this is not going to make you appear like 
an incompetent employee, but actually the opposite. When you come up with a plan and suggestion, and you actually put your thinking in your communication with your boss or your manager, mm-hmm. I think that it actually increase your value because you're not someone who just do what you are told to do. <laughs> you're someone who also thinks strategically and think about the big picture. And as you said, your coworkers also experiencing the same thing. And you're also someone who can think for your teammate, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to think of it as your weakness if you bring up this issue to your manager. I want you to feel empowered to bring it up, but position it in a way that also shows your team player and also strategic thinking skill. Mm-hmm. So on the other hand, companies actually have responsibility to ensure their employees have good mental health and wellness, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. So I think that it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And always remember that you still have another option. And why am I saying this after I already said everything else? It's because I always think that in every job that we do, there's always something that is imperfect, right? Mm-hmm. So when we face with difficulties and obstacles at work, I think the first thing to do is always try to change mm-hmm. and do everything in our power to change the situation instead of seeing something difficult and then you just want to give up or change to something else because that's lazy thinking. But when you already tried everything, and nothing works out, you still have another option is to switch to another company or maybe there's another industry that is better for you mm-hmm. and maybe it will suit you better and maybe this happened for you so that you will land at something that is better for you, yeah. that you're more interested in, that enhance your life better mm-hmm. because we can only grow by getting out of our comfort zone. And I think that you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that shows me that you're growing. So that's always the positive side, right? Because I think that when we are in difficult situation, we tend to only see the negative side of mm-hmm. it. But I always seek gain in any situation. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me shows me that you're growing. Because you're definitely out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's uncomfortable and exhausting, but I think that it activates your thinking mm-hmm. to take a pause and reflect on what you have done mm-hmm. and think about how you want to move forward. Who knows, maybe you're in the wrong environment so that you will be in the right environment or at least a better environment in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think what you said um, about you know, talking to your boss and coming up with a plan, I think that was that's a very, very, very good thing that you mentioned. And I definitely will try that. I definitely will do it. Not try it, I will do it. I'm going to go talk to my boss and let her know, you know, hey, this is my current situation. This is what I'm going to do about it. And my company, you know, does, they do have uh, things for this, such as vacation days. 
I was actually thinking about, you know, taking some time off on New Year's Eve, maybe like a week or two, go down to Texas for my friend's wedding. And I think that's going to be really, really rejuvenating for my mental health and just to help me get away from work for a little bit. But I also was curious too, it sounded like you've been through this before. What have you done that has helped you personally? I'm just curious. Just help me get ideas. Yeah, I think you're spot on because in order for me to actually give you this advice, I have definitely been through it. <laughs> and I have done exactly what I have said. So I look inward to see if there was anything that I could have done better. Because the first thing for me is not to blame anyone mm-hmm. or the environment, but always to look inward. And, you know, as I said, to reflect on why, why did I even start doing this? Why I loved doing this at the first place? You know, why I do what I do? And then I always come back to the answer that I just love being a support. I love supporting people in my team, no matter what team I'm in. Mm -hmm. I love driving business. I love seeing people being successful. And that's why I always put so much effort in what I do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was in a situation that, you know, after I already looked inward and did my own homework on myself, and I realized that, mm, you know, I don't think there's anything else that I could have done better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I communicated it. You know, I communicated how I felt. I also provided suggestions. Mm -hmm. And I realized that at the same time I was, I just started out. So I felt like I had little power Mm -hmm. in what I could control. And At that time, when I have already tried everything that I could, I realized that that was just not the right environment for me. And I know that what I can do is, I'm someone who believes in only focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I cannot change the environment, I need to change the environment that I'm in. Mm And then that was the push for me to look for something else. And now I'm very happy. So that's why I told you that, you know, sometimes there are things in life that happen for you that you didn't realize it until something better happens. But you got to believe in it, you know. So always look for what you gain and believe that the future will be better. But you need to think seriously about what you want. I think just know what you want mm-hmm. is very important because, you know, it can be like the same job into a different environment, but you need to know what environment you want to be in or you need to know what job that you want to do, mm-hmm. what kind of work that actually makes you want to get out of bed every single day mm-hmm. and what type of people you want to surround yourself with. So... It starts from knowing what you want and focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. So when you are very clear about that and have the answer for yourself, you know whether you should stay in the same environment or go to a different place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just don't forget that 
you know, our greatness is actually tested and proven in difficult times. Mm-hmm. That's what I always remind myself because during normal time, anyone can be great, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But during difficult times, that's the time when your greatness and your value is shown and is proven, and that's how you stand out. Mm-hmm. So. When you can, for example, going back to your question about your situation, when you come up with a plan mm-hmm. and make work even more efficiently and effectively for your team, and at the same time, if it actually works out, then you're killing two birds in one stone. You know, mm-hmm. like first of all, you overcome the work burnout, but on the other hand. You are also helping your team and making impact on the entire team to help mm-hmm. everyone else to also overcome that, and also show your strategic thinking skill mm-hmm. that sets you apart. So that's what I think that you're gaining right now is that you recognize that you're looking for advice, mm-hmm. and you're taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've I've thought about this, you know, like when you told me, you know, I should come up with a plan, and in in like the brief time we were talking, I actually thought about this a little bit, and I wanted to share with you and everybody else that I plan to talk to my boss and give her my plan, and that plan is going to be, hey, I really like this job, I like what I'm doing, but I need to start doing this job only. In this building, and I think I need to kind of pull this work apart from my personal life, and only look at my phone whenever I'm doing work in this building. You know, kind of setting that physical boundary for myself. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm in the building, I'll do work, and when I'm out of the building, I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm not gonna look at it, and I think that will help me create that. That ecosystem, kind of close that ecosystem, and you know, whenever I'm at work, I can be way more productive because if I'm not thinking about it all the time, I have more time to rest. Like you said before, you know, I can't be I can't be a battery that's plugged in but not charging. I have to be <laughs> a fully charged battery in order to operate at my best and my fullest. Because to share a little bit, I've noticed that I've noticed anxiety starts to. Creep up on me. I'm having trouble sleeping. That's why I was so surprised you said, "You said, oh, like something about me, like not sleeping enough." I was like, "Wow, how did you know?" <laughs> it actually, it like the lack of sleep has actually been making me yeah. a lot less efficient, a lot less sharp. So I feel like, so I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to go talk to my boss Monday and let me know the situation of my plan. And I think, um, yeah, I think talking with you. Been extremely, extremely helpful. Thank you for this time and opportunity. Of course, and I'm so glad to have you actually asking your question live because, yeah, I think that everyone's situation is different, right? When we talk about work burnout, your situation would be different from someone else's situation, and maybe similar to another person. But everyone is different, and that's why I really. Enjoy our conversation today, mm-hmm. and uh, 
also just hearing more about your situation, your story, it also makes me think a lot in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, it allows me to also reflect on my life, and I really thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm I'm glad we can have these conversations. Yeah. Just curious though, how did you find us? How did I find you guys? Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm friends with Haley. Oh, Hương. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't able to pronounce oh, it. That's it. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While we're recording, but yeah. yeah. So me and her, uh, we were in the same fraternity together, ATO Alpha Phi Omega. We we're brothers, and then we stayed in contact after I graduated. And then I saw her posted on her Facebook, and I was like, "Wow, that's that sounds really cool. Let's check out this whole mental health thing." Yeah. So here I am. Great. I'm really glad to hear that because I always want to figure out a way that hopefully we can reach other people who may also gain and benefit from what we share and what we do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very thankful for our conversation today. And again, going back to mental health, I think is extremely important. You cannot perform your work well if you don't feel well. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what it is. Period. Yeah. So please take care of yourself. Have plenty of rest. Mm-hmm. Take a pause in what you do. Come up with a plan. Communicate, and I'm always happy for any follow up or any other question that you have. Mm-hmm. It was very nice talking to you, Jim, and thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. And to our listeners, feel free to send us any questions you have in mind. And if you also want to ask us questions directly on our podcast, like Jim, simply reach out to us on social media at Blooming Crisis or email us at bloomingcrisis at gmail dot com to let us know. Jim, thank you so much for reaching out again. And to everyone, have a beautiful day or night, and we will see you next time. 